1: You're tuning in to another episode of Yo-I with Jimmy Anstey, an offside hockey talk podcast. And what a doozy I have for you guys in this episode.
0: where you beat them, in this building no matter where, no matter when you uh, you play a team in your division you have to be prepared to uh, pay the price and we paid the price and I'm sure they paid the price tonight but we ended up getting the two points
1: This gentleman racked up 3,000 penalty minutes in the National Hockey League played with the Montreal Canadiens, Boston Bruins New York Rangers also played for the Halifax Citadels from 79-80 Chris Nyland How's everything going in Montreal, sir? Good
0: going, uh, Jamie. Yeah, listen, uh, it was not 300. It was
1: 3,093. Three, three, 3, it was I believe.
0: not the Citadels. It was the Voyager. Oh,
1: yes. You're absolutely right.
0: But that's okay. No problem. Uh, yeah. They, um, things are going well here in Montreal. You know, COVID, like everywhere, there's it has been an issue. Uh, some places more than others it's been difficult here Um, there's been uh, uh, quite a loss of life when it comes to the homes uh, of the elderly uh, which is very unfortunate but they're trying to get control of things here Uh, there's been a curfew on for months Um, it hasn't been a whole lot of fun that way but other than that um, listen things could be a whole lot worse believe me
1: no, hundred percent, and uh, we'll we'll get into a a game that happened in 1984 between the Montreal Canadiens. So, Chris, if you can survive that ball, you can survive anything. If you were part of that '84 good Good Friday game, which we'll get into here shortly. You can basically survive anything. Um, I do have a vote down as the Voyagers. I had Citadels on my mind because we just talked about Kevin Kaminsky off the air. So um, I apologize for that. 79-80, the Voyagers were here, um, then turned into the Nova Scotia Oilers. Then 88 in Halifax, they turned into the Halifax Citadels. So yeah, you're absolutely right there. But I want to get into your your role on rds i know you you're covering the the montreal canadians um we won't get into too much uh conversation about the leafs and the habs um in the next couple of games but if you want to add your import on uh, how the habs are playing well, Carey away. Price. Away. okay so right now Kerry price is out of the lineup for the montreal canadians don't know when he's going to uh, return. Uh, well, got- here's
0: the deal. He's out. Uh, he's been injured. Apparently had a uh, slight concussion, concussion. I don't know what he okay. had, but okay. um, he is skating. Uh, he's going to be on the ice tomorrow, probably take some shots, and then he's okay. going to be back with the team when they head to Toronto. He's going to meet them in Toronto. Uh, so uh, okay. they go to Ottawa and play uh, Wednesday yep. night and then it's off to Toronto, and he's going to meet the team there.
1: When do you see Carey Price maybe returning? And, and before I forget, the the Gall- Gallagher situation too?
0: Yeah, uh, well, Gallagher's skating, but uh, he'll probably be back maybe a game or two before the playoffs, I would think. I would think he'd want to play before the playoffs okay. just to get uh, a little action in, maybe the last two games of the year. I, I would say that for both the. Price and um and Gallagher. Uh he's been like I said, he have been skating. It all depends on what's going on with his hand. Also Tata's another one. I think he'll be back for the playoffs. But God, um looks like they don't miss them right now.
1: <laughs> so we've got the the Maple Leafs play the Canadians two more times. It's the safest safe to say, Nylon, we won't see Kerry Price versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. First we of all,
0: it's might... Chris and um Okay. Uh, I, we could see um, Price uh, with the Maple Leafs. I I would venture to say probably play, have a chance of playing on Saturday night. I don't know. Okay, uh, just my gut telling me that. Nothing that I know, uh, any inside scoop or anything.
1: So we won't we won't see Carey Price in the next two games where the Toronto Maple Leafs play.
0: Yeah, no, maybe Saturday night. Like I said, they play in Ottawa, then okay. they play in Toronto, and then Toronto again. So I'm thinking maybe Saturday night. If he's going to Toronto, I don't know if he's going to sit on the bench. I think he'd want to play a game. So we'll see what happens.
1: Thanks for the little update there with the, the Montreal Canadiens. I know the Leafs play them the next two times. So we, were, we were wondering if Carey Price was going to come back or what his situation is. But you did play 79-80. You played with a – hell so the Nova Scotia Voyager seventy nine eighty. you play one season. How was your whole experience in Halifax, uh, playing in the American hockey? League?
0: I, I loved it there. You know, I, it, again, it was my first year pro. Um, I got sent there from the Canadians. Uh, I was on a five game tryout. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get an opportunity to play my first game in Maine, uh, where I got in a fight with Glenn Cochran and cut him open. And, um, I did pretty good in the fight, and I had uh, a contract offer the next day. My tryout uh, was a five game trial for $200 a game. And after that fight, they offered me a contract, uh, which I signed. And um, I spent 49 games there my first year, and I ended up getting called up. So I didn't finish the year there. Uh, kind of, I was happy in one sense, but I certainly missed. Uh, the teammates i had in halifax i it was kind of nice i started the season with them and uh it would have been nice to i guess finish that season with those guys but uh it wasn't to be and i ended up in montreal and um you know we we lost in the first round to minnesota uh in seven games but uh yeah so uh, i i loved halifax uh totally I, I love the people. People were awesome. Uh, it was a fun place to play, the Metro Center. Uh, yeah, and really enjoyed uh, my first year uh pro hockey.
1: Because you played, you played three years. On HockeyDB, it doesn't show that you played in Maine or any other place besides. Uh, you spent three years at Northeastern University. Yeah. What did the. And you got drafted in 1978, around 19, 231st overall in the ninety 1978 NHL amateur draft. What did what did Montreal see in you? Like, was there fighting in in university hockey? Like, no, how, what not did at the, all. what did the Habs see in you? Because um, if everyone that watches Habs games in the '80s, the, you know they see Nyland fighting. Um, I didn't really get to see much of you playing with the Bruins, but um, most of the YouTube videos it's it's you fighting in those videos. So what did, what did Montreal see in you that made them want to draft you in, in 1978?
0: Well, I don't think they saw much in me to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I was drafted, um, um, in that round and I was drafted so late because, uh, it was a favor. Uh, my coach was okay. a good friend of Dickie Moore. Okay. And a good friend of Doug Harvey. And his name was judge Paul King.
1: Okay.
0: And, uh, judge King, um, was a big backer of mine. Uh, He helped me navigate some uh, issues I had uh, through my young life. Uh, He was a hockey coach of mine uh, who uh, I absolutely adored him. Uh, He really liked me as a player and a person. He took interest in me and then uh, uh, I played for him and um, he asked uh, Dickie Moore, and he asked Doug Harvey to try and get the Canadians to draft me in 1978, and they did uh, a favor for Judge King, and uh, they ended up drafting me in that 17th round, and um, or whatever round it was, 19. It was a favor actually. So, you know, I didn't fight in college. I had one fight. I got suspended, um, but you know, I. I I scored some goals. I, I could play the game pretty good. But, uh, again, I didn't rip up college hockey. But when I got to the American League, um, you know, I didn't think I was going to be a fighter when I got to Halifax. Um, that just happened, you know. Uh, I, I played – kind of grew up watching the Bruins. I played a physical brand of hockey. I liked the way they played hockey. And once I started playing that style, which was my first game, uh, I got challenged right away. I think a lot of guys thought I was a college kid uh, American who uh, didn't know anything about fighting and they could take advantage of me, but they quickly found out that um, that really didn't matter. And, you know, I fought every tough guy in the league. My first year, uh, first half a season in Halifax fought almost every night. And, uh, uh, you know, by the 49th game, uh, I had 15 goals, 10 assists, and 304 minutes in penalties. And I got called up.
1: You, you played nine seasons with the Montreal Canadiens. Let's talk about the Battle of Quebec. It was 1984 a, on a good Friday. Quebec Nordiques versus the Montreal Canadiens. As Bob Cole says in the, in the YouTube videos, this is a brawl to end all brawls. It it didn't seem like it. It stopped. Like it started when it started, and it just went on until everyone was ejected from the game. Almost like just talk about your experience. Like what led up to that ball? Like was there something that happened games before that game? Like just no. just walk just walk through all that game. Just all, all okay. that
0: game was. Uh, just, I'll tell you how it started. It started okay. with Dale Hunter. Okay. I had Cabano down at the end of a period. Started punching him in the head and. I was there. I tried to get in um, and Randy Moeller grabbed me. Everybody started mulling around. I was still trying to get at Carboneau. I told him to let me go. I was trying to get at Hunter to help him. And I know Moeller couldn't let me go. So I, when he wouldn't let me go, I hit him. I cracked him and uh, away we went. You know, and I know Bruce Hood in his book said that I was responsible for the brawl. But the fact of the matter is he was. Um, yeah. He uh, uh, Dale Hunter in doing what he was doing, um, to my line mate, uh, I did what I always did. I protect my teammates and then trying to get at him. Um, like I said, Mola tried to stop me and I wasn't going to let him. That being said, um, we, you know, the fight went on and the period ended and we went back in the room and Bruce hood, did not make anybody aware that they were kicked out of the game. Nobody was told. So we came oh, back wow. out on the ice for the next period. Oh, wow. <laughs> he looked at me. He looked at a few other guys. What are they doing out here? Well, we were never told we were out of the game.
1: Yeah, because it's...
0: A lot of that is Bruce Hood's uh, issue. Yeah. And, you know, the... so...
1: and there's a, there... I watched the video today. It's about two hours and ten minutes. And the actual fight... Footage is 27 minutes and 10 seconds on YouTube. So people tuning in, hop on YouTube, um, NHL Classics, Battle of Quebec, or NHL Classics, the Good Friday Brawl, 1984, Canadians and Nordiques. As you guys are fighting, the announcer in in the uh, Montreal Forum was still announcing penalties. Probably Probably that happened 10 minutes prior to you guys still fighting, and... You know that that what Bob Cole said, the ball to end all balls, like that game was played like during the COVID before the the season started in January, January thirteenth or the fifteenth of this year, and uh, Sportsnet was showing replay games. That seventy nine Toronto Montreal, uh, the eighty six Stanley Cup Montreal, they were that was that game was showed probably to 12 maybe 15 times like it was you just don't get tired of that stuff because that's what people kind of miss in this game fighting mm. what what's your opinion on and um, if you want to get into tom wilson what you saw last night like is, is there room in the game i know i've met george paris through different charity events i I don't have, I'm not picking a side. I'm not saying George Paris is doing a bad job or whoever decided last night to slap Tom Wilson with a $5,000 fine on what he did to Biskiewicz. What's your take on Tom Wilson? And we've got Reeves in Las Vegas. Um, I know this year Toronto got grittier. Um, at one point, Leaf Nation and everybody else, people in Winnipeg were saying, well, look at Toronto. They look like the dirtiest team in the league. Well, I talked to people connected to Wayne Simmons, and they've said in the last 15-odd years that Wayne Simmons has been in the league, he has seen no pushback from the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's just basically said, like, I want to play on the Toronto Maple Leafs because they need some grit. Uh, Joe Thornton's adding some grit. He was poking at Ehlers a couple games ago. Now Ehlers is not coming back. So that's what we want to see, but we don't want to see what Tom Wilson did last night because when you woke up this morning and you looked at Twitter, it was all Tom Wilson. It was just Twitter blew up, and high percentage of the votes disagreed with the $5,000 fine. He should be kicked out of the league. He should be banned from ever playing hockey again. He should be kicked out of arenas all across the world. What's your opinion on... Uh, a team maybe having to have a guy that can not do so much what Tom Wilson did, but maybe have like a Wayne Simmons who does it right?
0: Well, Tom Wilson can play hockey. Oh, he he can score 20
1: goals and still get 200 penalty minutes. That's the guy you want. Yeah, Tom
0: Wilson can play hockey.
1: He can Uh, play hockey.
0: The fact of the matter is... um,
1: When, When done properly. What's that? He, he, you're absolutely right, Chris. He can, yeah. pl- he can play hockey. So, sorry. Continue with your thought there on on Tom Wilson. Sorry, Chris. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, like I said, he can play hockey. I don't have a problem with guys fighting in hockey. Two guys want to fight, drop their gloves, they get pissed off at each other. Fine. Uh, what? I, I guess back in the day, what we had guys sitting on the bench all the time and listen, gave him an opportunity to play in the NHL. It was a whole different time, whole different era. They can't, You can't afford to do that today. You have to have guys who be, can play the game and be able to fight. Wilson can do that. Reeves can, to some extent. Um, and, um, you know, I guess the problem I have with Wilson, I didn't care so much what he did to um, Bucinavis. He punched him in the back of the head a little bit. I think the real bad thing was with Panarin mm-hmm. when he – ripped them and dragged all them around and whacked his head off the ice he's gonna be (laughs) out for the rest of the year i think george paros i think the league has no balls to do anything to him um i I think what he did was overboard i can certainly understand it because i've done things overboard but i paid for it um he has at times but something like that to a um a, a skilled player to do what he did to panarin um, I have a problem with that. And what I don't like about Tom Wilson is I remember a game in Vegas when Ry- Reeves was trying to get him to fight and he wouldn't fight. And it pissed me off watching it because here's a guy who's a supposed to tough guy, but he thinks he's that good a player that he doesn't have time to fight Ryan Reeves. So I say Tom Wilson had no balls when it came to fighting Ryan Reeves that game and um if he's a tough guy like then fight ryan reeves don't run from him and he ran from him and he put it like well i'm not going to go sit in the box for five minutes with you it's not worth it like hello so i I, I, that's the thing i don't like about tom wilson and i like him i love the way he plays the game but when he goes and i've done it believe me I've, i've gone over the edge i hit middleton one time It was way out out of character for me. And uh, it's the only incident I had like that. And it's one that I wish I could take back, but I can't. Um, So when I see guys do that, I certainly can understand it to an extent, but you have to pay a price. And I don't think the league has the balls to do something. A $5,000 fine is not going to do anything to curtail that kind of behavior. So I, what, I, I think it's a joke.
1: What What do you think the penalty should have been? I, like I mentioned, Chris, I've I've met. Well, I don't know what it's it it tough. Be. The, it's the tough. league
0: should have done something. Panarin's out the rest of the season, and if it was an eighty-two game season, he could have been out the rest of the way. You don't you don't know what his condition is now, as far as uh, his his uh, head, his brain, the uh, uh, possibility of a severe concussion. There, he got slammed to the ice, uh, no helmet on got ripped off and that whole thing. And I know the league might say, well, he jumped on Wilson, but he jumped on him trying to help his teammate. And and Wilson knew who he had, and he just ragged all of them and slammed his head in the ice. So I just I think that was worse than what he did to B- Butch Naven.
1: When Mernie McSorley in 93 went after Gilmore, hit Gilmore, you don't see much of this anymore because we'll talk about the Edler and Simmons fight when Edler hit Zach Hyman in the knee and knocked Hyman out, everyone said afterwards, that wasn't Edler's fight. Edler shouldn't have fought Wayne Simmons. But in 93, when McSorley, and I've met McSorley tons of times, um, he's a really nice guy. And But when it, when a battle pursues on the ice, don't judge the guy what he does on the ice compared to what, you see outside outside of the rink. And a lot of people look at McSorley and did what he did to Bashir. When I look at McSorley, I don't care what happened on the ice. That's the battlefield. When, when you guys are off the ice and you're outside the rink, it's a whole different atmosphere. So don't look at Edler saying he was dirty and now he's looked at a dirty player, whether that was dirty or not. Like, yes, Offside loves talking about the Leafs. We talk about the Leafs every week. Was it dirty? Was it not dirty? I don't know. Like, it is what it is. But do you think that Edler had to fight Simmons? Because a lot of people are saying you have to answer the bell. Because when McSorley hit Gilmore, who came in? Wendell Clark. Wendell Clark, a smaller guy compared to McSorley. Same what you just said about Reeves and Wilson. Yeah,
0: but Wendell Clark, not smaller guys. Not...
1: He, well, I'm talking about height-wise. Like he was smaller, yeah, not not, not toughness-wise, but he was smaller. Yeah, but
0: that has nothing yeah. to do. With it. Okay, he, he can handle okay. that's not So how it.
1: come? How come Reeves? I don't know fight why. Reeves,
0: I don't know why Wilson didn't fight him. To be honest with you, I, I, the, okay. the reason I gave is because I think Wilson thinks he doesn't have to sit in the penalty box for five minutes with Reeves. That's that's what I thought. That's how I looked at it.
1: Do you think maybe Horvat... Do you think Horvat or somebody else should have stepped in and and fought Simmons instead of Edler? But you've got to answer the bell. No, 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 no. no.
0: Listen, Edler... And it was more reactionary. It's not like he went and said, oh, I'm going to go knee Zach Hyman. (laughs) Yeah. The guy was... Hyman was trying to get by him. He... Edler went the wrong way and he tried to stick his leg out to keep him from going. It's not the first time it happened in the game and it won't be the last. Um, Now, as far as Edler having to answer for it, he's not a fighter. Simmons went after him, you know, certainly lopsided. It's not like. And since when does Zach Hyman have to stick up for himself? The last time he did, he swung his stick at someone, didn't he? Bring his stick down on Pionk. He swung I, his stick to I think so,
1: yeah. It, I not
0: really happened to him.
1: The, the John's... So
0: I, I just get a kick out of a guy like Hyman, someone, Simmons, having to go after a guy like Edla. Edla, I mean, come on. Well, that's why you, brought, that's why
1: you brought Simmons into the equation. That's why you brought him into Toronto. Not to stick up for other players, but add grit that Simmons yeah, but... didn't see twenty. And the right. Yeah, but
0: yeah, stick up for Maybe if they're playing against a Ryan Reeves or a Tom Wilson, then then I don't mind if you want But Alex Edler, that doesn't take a whole lot of balls to go after a guy like Edler. Huh. You know, I just I don't see it. I could see if he went after Wilson or Reeves or one of those guys that bigger guys that are known to to fight. Um, again, I don't believe Edler. You know, intended to do that it was a reaction.
1: Moving, moving away from the Hedler fight and uh, fighting, yeah. he, he did play with the New York Rangers. Good friend of mine, Kyle Hall, is part of the Broadway Hat Podcast. He's um, a huge fan. So if you're on Twitter and you happen to see Broadway Hat Podcast, Kyle Hall, um, he's actually been trying to get a hold of you to get on his podcast, where you were a ranger. Yeah. So I'm going to take the time now to – you did play with the Rangers – any cool stories any any big fights um during your time in uh in uh new york
0: no you know i fought stuck up for my teammates you know a lot in philadelphia baruby chick Cochner, those guys um yeah it was much like when i played for the canadians and i was going up against the bruins the bruins always had about four or five guys that could fight same thing with the flyers when i got to new york they were I was really the only guy there doing any fighting. Then Rudy Pochuk came and he helped out. But uh, yeah, and not you know, not a, no brawls or anything. But uh, I did my share of fighting when I was in New York.
1: So being from Boston, Massachusetts, Chris, how cool was it to play for the team you watched growing up in Boston? Like you ended up with the Boston Bruins. How did that feel? Like how did it all happen? Like were you was there a trade or was it the end of the season? Like how I did I get
0: traded from the Rangers? You know, I had hurt myself a couple of times. I broke my arm a couple times. Hurt my knee. They promised me a contract. Um, Neil Smith, and then uh, he kind of um, well, he actually rescinded uh, that the the promise to uh, sign me the contract because of the injuries and. Um, I said, okay, you don't want to sign me the deal. You said you were going to. I know I had the injuries, but now I want to be traded. I don't want to fucking play for you anymore or this team. And he said, oh, no, no, you can't. I said, no, I can't. You promised me a fucking contract. I got injured. I got hurt. You don't want to give me a contract. I don't want to fucking be here anymore. And and, that, said, and that's
1: like, the God honest truth, too. Like, I'm, I'm glad you're telling the truth because, like,
0: no, no. I t- it, the thing is, I'm. T- you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. I'm that's
1: perfect. The, the good, perfect answer. I know. Um, and people anyway, want the truth, and that's that's a Hang on, Jamie. Awesome.
0: Hang on. I so I told Neil Smith that I didn't want to play there anymore because he didn't keep his promise of the contract, and um, he ended up trading me to Boston, uh, which I appreciate because that's where I wanted. To- I, I actually wanted to go back to Montreal, but. That didn't happen i ended up in boston um it was fun to play for the bruins the short time i was there um i loved playing with ray bork and neely and the guys craig janney um uh, i always want to be a bruin as a kid um but you know by the time i got to boston i was pretty beat up my body physically i still did my job but i I started getting hurt a lot you know i broke my arm a couple times hurt my knee um Mm -hmm. Then uh ended up breaking my ankle in Boston and um yeah, I was all beat up. I enjoyed the short time I was there and grateful for it. And then I was also grateful and happy to um they put me on waivers my second year there and uh Montreal picked me up and I was able to come back and retire uh a Montreal Canadian, which um I was I was happy and grateful for.
1: To to my right, um I've got your photo. Like we've conversed in the last year, so you've been here for Halifax. Uh, you've sorry, you've been in Halifax for heart and stroke, which we'll get into in a yeah. second. But you sent me the photo of you squaring off. I believe it's. Uh, I can't see it at the moment, but I, I believe it's Terry Probably. O'Reilly. Yeah. yeah how did how did that feel? Like, did you grow up watching Terry? Like, did you yeah. ever did you ever think, oh, I'm I can't wait to fight the Tasmanian devil? Like, I've met Terry. Um, no. That that must have been cool, like to uh, be a Montreal Canadian and square up against Terry O'Reilly, who was a Boston Bruin, and uh, who won? Who won the fight, by the way? Like the picture doesn't show who won the fight because you guys are uh, far apart and you're squaring off. But how did the just uh, tell the viewers how the fight went down? How it all transpired? Well, the
0: first fight I had against O'Reilly was in in the form of my jaw. I fought Jonathan, then I fought him, and he hit me with two punches, and my my head was. You know, my eyes were blurry and I was bleeding like a stuffed pig. And then uh, I fought him again in Boston where I cut him open for 25 stitches, hit him with one punch, really good punch, and hurt him bad. And then we had a couple fights where they were, you know, we just traded shots. But, uh, yeah, that's not for me to, um, I guess, say who won or lost. There's enough people out there. When, Ooh, when you when
1: you say Jonathan you mean you mean, Stan Jonathan? The, yeah, I mean uh, yeah. Stan Jonathan yeah yeah just for people just for people not not knowing who because Jonathan could be a first name or a last name but you're talking yeah. about Stan Stan Jonathan we did touch yeah, tu- <clears throat> we did touch yeah, tu- okay. we did we did touch up on some of the teams you played for is there any other cool stories like uh Rick bonus is here from the Maritimes how was he as a coach like how was uh was right.
0: well, it wasn't good for, with me and Rick, uh, Rick at the time, uh, he went from being an assistant to a head coach in Boston. And, um, listen, I liked Rick a whole lot, but I, 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 didn't, he didn't have a whole lot of respect for me at the time. And listen, I get it. He got a head coaching job there, but he was somewhat a puppet for Harry Sinden and Milbury at the time. And, um, they decided they were going to play games with me. And, um, what happened in Boston in training camp, there's an A squad and a B squad. Yeah. And most of the veterans are on the A squad. Well, they put me on the B squad, um, uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. They wanted to see if I wanted to be a Bruin or not. I don't know what it was, but anyway, I was on the B squad and I wasn't too happy with that. Uh, the Bruins went on a road trip, beginning of the the year and that big Western trip. And I didn't play one game on that road trip, six games. Uh, I, you know, skated every day. Bonus wouldn't play me. And the last game we were in Chicago. They were playing Byers and they were playing another guy named Alan Stewart. They were doing all the fighting. Um, I remember in Chicago Stadium, I was, uh, went in the warm up. Uh, I'm not in the lineup sheet when I come off. I get on the bike and I'm pedaling the bike. And Rick Bonus walks by me and says, "Geez, I'm really proud of the way you're handling this." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure," you know, like <laughs> I, you know, just full of shit. And anyway, they play that game. I think Al Stewart fought. Bias fought. We flew home the next day. Uh, Alan Stewart got in his car, was fed up with fighting in hockey, and drove back to wherever he's from in Canada. And then Byers broke his ankle the next day in practice. Uh, He got hit with a shot and broke his ankle. So after practice, I'm sitting there, and Rick Bonus came in to me, and he said, Hey, Knuckle, you you ready to go? Uh, You ready to go tomorrow? And I said, Rick, go fuck yourself, Rick. (laughs) And... He didn't like that. He said, what? what? I said, go fuck yourself. I yeah. said, you think I'm going to fucking go through a fucking wall for you now? Mm. After you shit on me for the last fucking 10 games? No thanks, Rick.
1: He so had uh, Really, feel-good story, though. Feel-good story, though. He got to coach Dallas, a great run there in the playoffs. but Yeah, I was happy A lot for of good him, stories. You know? A lot of great yeah. stories about Rick Bowness. I was happy but, for
0: Rick. No, I, I really yeah. was. Yeah. When I played for him and he was a puppet for sending in millbury it wasn't a fucking feel-good story at all but there's a good one this past year i'm glad to see you got the stanley cup final i was hoping they would have won it for him to be honest with you it's awesome because he is a good guy
1: you're telling the god honest truth chris like that's that's a lot of people a lot of people just kind of hide behind the curtain and just say the good things and they don't... No, act- you'll get the truth from me, Jamie. Oh, I know. I know. I've, uh, I I've rode in a van for, with you during heart, heart and Stroke. It's really yeah, too bad. It's really too bad. Um, now it been two years we haven't had the, the event here in Halifax. Um, very unfortunate, yep. too. Um, we had Dale Harichuk during the, the two years ago. Um, but now that I have you here on the screen... I do want to say, like, I know, um, I think at the time you were in the van, I'm not going to mention this person's name just for maybe privacy reasons, but an individual called you on the phone, and you. I know, like, after that conversation, you've got guys calling you, like, because you, you've gone through, we won't get into your lifelong story, because we'll get into your book here shortly, but, you know, a lot of guys are calling you, which is great, because you were... You were going through a lot in the eighties and the nineties, and you have guys calling you. Um, like I mentioned, I won't mention names, but it that must be uh, that must feel Sorry good.
0: You names. go ahead. Who called me? I'm
1: curious. Um, I believe it was. Do you remember the conversation when Dale Weiss called your cell phone in the minivan? Mm. Dale, mm. I think. I think it was. I think. Okay, let's let's say Dale Weiss called your phone, and he's a tough yeah. guy. Right? He's, yep. he, he's gone through things. Like, we we, won't ha- we don't have to get into Wade Belak, Rick Rippin, um, mm-hmm. all those guys that have gone through um, getting hit in the head. And obviously, we know what happened to Belak and Rick Rippin. Yep. But you went through a whole ton of stuff. I'm not going to get into much of that because I want people to go to the store because I've read your book. It's right behind me, Fighting Back. But how does it feel? Like, guys are... Like, Dale Weiss calling you guys that have gone through the ringer and, and calling you to say, hey, say, how do I get through this? Because to be honest, Chris, well, you went Dale through Weiss, it in the eighties uh, and the nineties. So what's I some, think
0: he's pretty good. uh, Dale Weiss, I think he's doing okay to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, as, as far as, uh, guys who played the, that role and had difficulty afterwards, um, you know, um, yeah, I'm always willing to help guys. Uh, they put their hand out. They asked for help. Uh, awesome, I, man. I don't have a problem with
1: help at all. You, you still got the wheels? If uh, Heart and Stroke Halifax or Heart and Stroke Hockey Heroes calls you back um, and if Annie calls you from Moncton. Uh, there's quite a few Alan Cotes here all the time. I I've, I was on the ice with Denny Marouk a year or yeah. so ago, and and I've I've had Denny on this yeah. uh, on this OI. Yeah. It's you still got the wheels you still got the wheels
0: and uh, i don't know about the wheels but i can still go <laughs> get around well think, marty
1: marty can. mcsorley showed up one year with yeah. crutches because uh he had a little bit of an incident in the in the bathtub uh during the yeah. i think well, a couple years ago just just i think the stories chris if you can just show up um and if hurt and stroke's willing to pay them if i had the money I'd I'd send Chris yeah. Nylon in a heartbeat just because yeah. you've got you've well, got I'm stories. Sure
0: I'll get invited again. We'll see what happens. Well, I'll, I'll be I'll be pushing.
1: I'll be pushing the envelope, yeah. sir. So yeah, get, you, get in, hundred percent. Get in. Get into your book. It's it's behind me there called Fighting Back. So if people uh, want to find the book, it's on Amazon. It's on uh, Indigo um all those good places where you can get books but talking about your book like i mentioned we could talk for days because i know there's there's drugs going there was drugs going on in the 80s there was drinking like grant fuhrer got suspended yeah. suspended for yeah, the oilers know. for drugs and and <laughs> look if you got time people tuning in check out the bob Probert story like um I want people to go and check your book out to get the full story um, instead of us talking about it. But can you just kind of um, talk about the book a little bit?
0: Yeah, just a book about you know, me growing up in Boston and mm-hmm. my, my road to the NHL, what happened in the NHL, and a little bit what happened after my career. Uh, I didn't do drugs when I played hockey in the okay. NHL. I, I certainly drank a uh, uh, certain amount of alcohol. Well, it was a big thing in the 80s uh yep. there was a lot of drinking going on in the nhl and um i got addicted to pain medication after i retired um a bunch of surgeries um and um i wasn't in a good place i did something about it i went to treatment i got help it's all there in the book uh, awesome man and, uh, i'm grateful that uh, my life is uh, back on track so things are good
1: well, that's awesome i know i've i've I talked to Kevin Kaminsky and Brent Myers. I've been seeing his story on Facebook and guys that have gone through the eighties and nineties fighting, Stu Grimson. Um, it, there's feel good stories all across the board right now and it's good to see that someone took the time to really get help and um, it's unfortunate some others so took took their, to took took took, took, took 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 had their lives had taken from medication taken but um you know, what's what's going on you're on you're on rds i know um you're busy covering the i'm on tsn
0: the, actually okay I'm on, on uh, TSN, okay i have a radio show i do here monday through friday from noon to three from uh noon to one i do hab's lunch and then from one to three i do a show called off the cuff with my partner yes, sean sir. campbell but- and yeah we do a lot of hockey. We do NFL, golf, uh, but mostly hockey. Center. I
1: thought I thought in Montreal it was just called RDS. I wasn't sure if it was called TSN. Like no, I know... no
0: TSN. Uh, yeah, IDS is the French um, TSN. So yeah, I'm not on that one. Mine's English.
1: Last last thing I know, you've got a meeting to attend to here shortly. I uh, was on the on your website which is knucklesnyland.com we'll get into how you got your nickname by the way knuckles but knucklesnyland.com for people tuning in i checked it out about an hour ago you've got a brand new logo you got a hoodie and a t-shirt on there Um, i've been on there quite a few times Um, so i'm going to take a screenshot of this conversation just to show the viewers the the t-shirt i have um it fit before covert started now i've got a covert belly so it doesn't fit anymore so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be hopping on um yeah i'm gonna be ho- i'm still playing hockey uh you sent me a medium you sent me a, you sent me a me you sent me a medium um if, if there's an extra large on online i'll be sending um I'll be sending Jamie an email again how to get an extra large shirt. I'm gonna get a the new hoodie um, like I mentioned off air Kevin Kaminsky got his uh clothing killer killer hockey. You guys are doing an amazing job with mental health and 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 just being advocates towards how your guys' life was and and making sure kids and others don't go down the same road it's It's remarkable and it's an influence um it's an influence for me because I go through mental health, I've gone through alcohol, and I look up to you, I look up to Kevin, I look up to... That's good, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep, right, right, 100%, so man. man. So, uh it was good cool. Field, Jamie. No, thank you very much. And cool little story. Um, I, if you remember, when you were here, um, the last time Hockey Heroes, it was you and Rick Natras in the, in the van, and yeah. Rick wanted to go to a place in... Halifax called Sieverts. Which doesn't exist now because it's the COVID uh the cigar business kinda went kinda went south yeah. here in Halifax. But I remember that that day in the van man and you and Rick and people forget about like Rick Natris, and, and, and you know, I've had Jason Podalin on the show. You've you've played well over six hundred NHL games, if I if my memory right. serves me correctly. A lot of people forget. It's oh well, you know, I only want to hear from the Hall of Famers or the guys guy that the guys that have played a thousand games right Jason yeah. Badallin played 41 games so uh, just to give you a little bit of idea of like the OI and bring bring these guys on that you know people may forget about it's unfortunate but man like if, if someone doesn't influence you then I can see like there's no connection. But man, like yeah. this is the whole purpose of the OI to get you on and to get these people oh, that awesome. I I appreciate
0: yeah. it. Listen, it's it, today the play has changed, right? The game changes. Hundred percent. You know, hockey's still hockey in a sense, but you know, it's the guys today. Those are people that uh, everybody wants to see, and I don't blame them. You know, I look at little Gallagher here in Montreal; they absolutely love them. Mm. And one day, Gallagher will be gone, and somebody else will come in. But, uh, How
1: about uh, Cole Caulfield? The last two two games in overtime. What uh, a been awesome! It's what has been a, awesome what, to see. What a him, uh,
0: Do what he did. Yeah, a good little player, and uh, it's just uh, it's certainly um, a guy they need. They need a guy that can score goals, and he can do that. That's for sure. What
1: what did, what's your What's your opinion on who Toronto or Montreal may face in the playoffs? Like right now, we've got. Well, Toronto, I think it's
0: going to be Montreal and Toronto.
1: Which uh, which not has happened since nineteen seventy nine. By the way, Montreal. Yeah, we sure. almost got there in ninety three. We almost got, Toronto almost got to face Montreal, but uh, there's a guy on the other side by the name of Wayne Gretzky, who happened to be an okay player. Did he high Did he high stick Gilmore in the face and? Uh, should he've played in the overtime? Who who really knows? Like I've talked to Dave McElwain, and he's kinda said, Man, that's that happened what, thirty years ago? So it's water under the bridge, Chris. But how'd you get how did you get the last sorry, how did you get your uh, nickname, Knuckles?
0: I got that in college, uh, from a friend of mine, Jerry Dwyer. Uh he played college hockey with me and I always have my hands are all cut up and from fighting and not on the ice. I used to come into practice all the time they said what happened I, oh, I don't know and then I broke my knuckles uh, a couple of times while I was in college and um, they gave me the nickname knuckles and it stuck I got it before I went I uh, got in the NHL so pretty funny
1: awesome man I, I w- want to ask how can people reach out um, just just talk about your website Yeah. the, the clothing brand and and your twitter i know you're on you're on twitter um before we go just talk about your website and how c- can people reach out on twitter
0: yeah it's uh info at knuckles Nylon. Uh, attention jamie uh, we got the hoodies uh hats uh long sleeve t-shirts it's a new logo we're just putting it out there to get some feelers see how people like it um i love the logo it's a new logo yeah. really cool looking and uh yeah never back down never stay down and um it's uh you can just go to knucklesnylon.com. attention jamie and um you can make your inquiries there
1: yeah it's about it's about the message too like when you're wearing the clothing and you're out and about and people are like well that's you know if they look up to chris chris nyland that starts the conversation like oh i remember chris and you know that's right. what it's all about it's not about you know uh pumping someone else's tires it just starting the message like you know whether it's yeah. sober athletic where who i uh, show off or knuckles brand or killer killer uh, hockey it's about the message and what does the message what's behind the message right it's it's going to help someone go on the website and check out your story and and check out your books you got memorabilia all that good stuff but thank you very much chris for uh, Joining me on another hey, no ep- episode. Uh, it's been
0: a pleasure. Another to join episode. You. Uh, I, I I love uh, Nova Scotia. Halifax, awesome. My, my good friend Dan Robertson here. Uh, he does yep. the radio for TSN, the Canadians. Yep. Uh, he covered the Citadel's uh, was their voice for quite a few years. So yeah. and uh, the, and, nice. the mo- and
1: the and the Mooseheads as well. So
0: yeah, the Mooseheads. exactly. Yep. exactly. I
1: and, I, uh, I actually tuned it. I actually tuned in to the Montreal feed last night because of Dan yeah. Robertson and Dave Poulin yeah, was, Dave yeah, Poolin was on there too really good yeah, friend not, of, uh, have a good connection with Dave Poulin and Dan Robertson that was an amazing uh, tandem last night in that Montreal Toronto game but Chris I will let you go you have a busy evening ahead of you but let's hope uh, let's hope Montreal and Toronto face off in the uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, when yeah, when they we'll when see. they do begin we'll so please,
0: all right, Jamie. Good luck, pal. Thanks so much. And uh, one day at a time, my friend. All right.
1: Thank you very much. Take care, All Chris. All right. Be
0: well. Alrighty, be well, pal. Take care, Jamie.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Chris.